0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Branvold, And as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How are you doing, Jay?
1: Great, Michael. Good to see you.
0: Good to see you, too. So let's just get right into it because we've got a cool discussion coming yeah, up here. With, with, discussion with one today. of our sponsors mm-hmm. um we want to as always sh- extend our love to everybody over at hype and bands in town thank you for continuing to spread the word about the music biz weekly podcast yeah. thank you and of course to our sponsors bandzoogle.com built by musicians for musicians bandzoogle is an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to build a beautiful website and EPK for your music. Banzoogle powers the websites for tens of thousands of musicians around the world from weekend warriors to grammy winners. All the features you need for a professional website are already built in including hosting any custom domain name, dozens of fully customizable design templates, tools to sell your music and merch commission free, commission-free crowdfunding, and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send newsletters, and of course, social media integrations with all of the social networks out there, and amazing live tech support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. So we got a cool little offer, and you should pay attention to this after you've listened to this week's special guest. Head over to bandzoogle.com, try it for free for 30 days, and then when you check out, use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY, all one word, MUSICBIZWEEKLY, and you will get 15% off the first year of any subscription. So you'll get commission-free commerce tools, and you'll save 15% off that first year's subscription. Great money savings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, thank you so much to discmakers.com. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media for today's independent musician. Digital royalty payments can be so small that selling products like CD, vinyl, t-shirts at gigs and online has become such an important income generator. For every CD you sell at a gig, you might need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money, and that's a lot of streams. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even T-shirts. So head over to DiscMakers.com, place an order for 100 or more CDs, and when you check out, use the promo code FREEBIZ, and you will save up to $150 in shipping. So go out show some love to our sponsors, DiscMakers.com and Banzoogle.com. This week's guest, Banzoogle.com, Dave Cool's back. Yeah. Filled with updates as to what's been going on over the last year, what's coming. He kind of teases us what's coming down the roadmap for new features. It's always something. Always something. And uh, we really spend a a decent amount of time talking about the various revenue streams that Banzoogle offers and the fact that you don't pay any commission on those revenues. Yep. It's just your monthly subscription to Banzoogle. That's it. You keep all the rest of the money. So let it roll. Dave Cool from BandZoogle.
1: Build a stunning band website in minutes with BandZoogle. Go to BandZoogle.com to start your free 30-day trial and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. So today we have Dave Cool, and yes, that's his real name, VP of Business Development from BandZoogle. Uh, Dave, so great to see you again. How you doing, man?
2: I'm great, man. It's good to see you guys. Thanks good for joining you too. us. It's
1: always good. To How is space. it in uh, beautiful Canada today?
2: I mean, look, it's it's
1: beautiful. Uh, you know, <laughs> life fires?
2: <is> <laughs> yeah, we're pretty fortunate, I guess. But, uh, you know, can't complain, but, you know, going through the similar experiences uh, as everyone else, you know, kind of locked down and, yeah. you know, waiting things out. But, uh, you know, all is relatively well. You don't have any
1: fires up there, do you?
2: You know, we don't. I I was actually moderating a webinar yesterday and there was an artist from California on the call that we were Mm -hmm. talking and all the way from Northern California where she's based, like I'm up in Montreal, Canada, the Northeast. We had two days of haze. Like our skies were hazy wow. and it was from the wildfires like it traveled the smoke traveled all the way across north america up to us and it was yeah. it was really creepy like to walk around in this haze and you're like that's coming yeah. from i can imagine you know oh, you,
0: you, you should have been walking around here in san francisco when <sighs> the sky was literally burnt orange for an entire day yeah it was like really. blade runner <laughs> it was applicable. it was very it was just apocalyptic end of end of world you're just like this i know what this is about and i know why this is happening and it's not the end of the world but boy this is strange you know i've been a strange year never seen that i've been in california since 98 never seen that before it was just very odd yeah well i'm
1: glad you're uh you're staying uh safe, and relatively sane. Um, Indeed. I wanted to ask you about, uh, w- well, first of all, we'll let you kind of explain for those who don't know what Banzoogle is, but I've been noticing over the last 18 months or so really ramping up with communications and articles about Banzoogle and people talking about it, and you and I have done some you know, live streaming things together, I think a Grammy thing, and... Um, is that by design? Are you kind of t- taking a new uh, approach here? Because you guys have been around for what? 16, 17 years? You're not brand new.
2: No, no. We're 17 years old. And uh, they're not, as you guys know, there's not a ton of music tech companies that have been around that long. There's like a handful that have made it, you know, this far. And and thanks for noticing. I mean, that's good that you're noticing. It's partly by, by design, but also, you know, when our... Our new CEO, Stacey Bedford, who, who was a guest on your podcast, I believe last year, um, t- took the reins as CEO, I mean, at, actually a little bit before that. So as COO, like she really put in place some systems that just drove um, a lot of activity and new feature releases and new functionality and streamlined processes. She's, she's a great operator and, you know, we were just pumping out tons of new features and so you know, we're, for for let's say sixteen years or fifteen years, we didn't talk a lot about what we were up to, and so yeah, we we hired you know a publicist, and we 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 wanted to get the word out because we were, you know, we're used to being quiet, but we felt that you know that we we're working on some things and releasing features and functionality that could really benefit musicians. And now you know, obviously, in the last six months, even more so. So it's partly by design. Like we, we definitely hired a publicist for the first time and we're like, you know, maybe we should talk about some of the things we're doing. Yeah. Uh, Cause we kind of just quietly for 15 years, just kept building up this platform that now powers like 55,000 websites for bands around the world. Wow. And, um, you know, figured it maybe it's time
1: to I'm on my fifth one by the way um (laughs) of those 50,000 four of them are live that I put together on Banzoogle and I just got a url I was telling you about and I'm going to be working on that one and it's just a joy to work on and I've you know I've built sites on Squarespace and Wix and other things over the years but they they have similar functionality in some ways and in other ways. Number one, with Banzoogle, I find that it really speaks to uh, people that are in music, and I think that's probably because it was created by people in music, but I'd love for you to talk about some of this functionality. I mean, Michael and I talk about this all the time, things that, you know, like a pledge music type functionality or a Patreon kind of functionality, or, you know, these commission free things that you're doing. I don't think everybody fully kind of gets that it's, it's pretty incredible stuff.
2: Yeah. And it's, we've been having that discussion a lot internally over the last couple of years and even more so recently, but so bands started out as, as a website platform. You design a nice website, it's hosted, you have a custom domain, all that fun stuff. It was founded by a musician. who's still, you know, still the, the owner of, of the company. And we're a bunch of either current or former musicians who work at the company. So it's a very <laughs> music focused, uh, environment. And in 2010, the first mp3 download feature was added so wow. you could, it was a such I, I read the blog post recently uh it was pretty funny but you know it was a very exciting thing like direct-to-fan mp3 download feature and so all the sales so bands started adding these direct-to-fan commerce features for musicians um starting from 2010. And there's been, we're approaching now 70 million or probably at 67, 68 million in commission-free sales through the platform. That's music, merch, fan subscriptions, ticket sales, live stream ticket sales. Experiences. um, Experiences, all that fun stuff. But so when you think about, you know, 2010, that's a long time ago. It's 10 years, not so, so impressive. But when we dove into the data, half of that is in the last two years alone. So we're seeing a huge part of that is Banzo's growth as a company for sure, but a lot of it is growth in the awareness and the savviness of musicians who are going direct to fan more often. And, you know, I had a conversation recently with our publicist talking about like who are the direct-to-fan tools out there for musicians these days? Like there was Top Spin, which you guys I'm sure remember sure, years mm-hmm. ago. Um, that, blast you know, the past. just never, yeah, exactly. Blast from the past were the, the kind of like Ian was like, kind of like the direct-to-fan spokesperson in the industry. And unfortunately things didn't work out for that company. And Bands has been quietly building up all these tools. And, and so now we're like, well, this is what we're good at. And we're just going to keep building out these, these tools. So we've added since the pandemic hit, I mean, our CEO Stacy had this beautiful roadmap laid out <laughs> for the, for the platform. And, and we had to pivot and we started adding a bunch of features that musicians needed like right now uh, that we, you know, we pr- were hoping to build into the platform at some point, but they became more urgent, obviously. So, um, so a lot of conversations around direct fan and how we can help musicians monetize their careers online even more so uh, now that the entire live show touring festival industry is kind of ground to a halt
0: it it seems to me that that band knowing your history um was fortunate in in how your company was structured when the pandemic hit because you know as we've seen company's shut down, everybody's got to get sent back home, and you're figuring out how to work remotely. Banzoogle as a company has been a remote company your entire history, right?
2: Yep. So there was an office for Banzoogle for, I believe, one month, in the first month of operations. (laughs) uh, The founder was working out of a major record label office here in Montreal, um, building out, you know, he started the company and was building out Uh, the platform from there and he had to hire a developer and he couldn't find a developer in Montreal to code in the language that he was coding the platform on. And he had to hire someone from outside, um, outside the province. And so when he hired the person, he was like, well, they're not going into an office. Why am I going into an office? And so from that point on, Ben's has been hundred percent remote. We we have a team of um, just under 30 people from all around North America, South America, Europe and it's it's in, it's been interesting since the pandemic hit for sure because a lot of people are going to our CEO Stacy ask advice like how do you you know how do you do this how do you run this effectively well, yeah you guys were um,
1: cutting edge you were doing it before it was cool uh, yeah exactly <laughs> and you know
2: it's it's been interesting for sure from an operation standpoint we weren't Impacted as much as other companies were, but that being said, you know everyone with kids at the company. I mean, no school, no daycare. Like it's it's definitely it's been challenging. There's a lot more children running around in the background of Zoom calls and things like that. But uh, (laughs) otherwise, otherwise, yeah, operationally, it's been same as same as always. Yeah. Which,
0: which basically just means you guys as a company don't have to worry about the organization of the company and can focus on the feature sets that would better better suit what's going on during a pandemic.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's where our our focus shifted to immediately and we launched uh, we always had built in ticketing so commission free ticket sales uh, just general admission no seating charts not, not a fancy ticketing platform but yeah. you know one that works very well and it was prim- primarily used for house concerts by our members like when you sell like you know 40 50 tickets and sure. it's all commission free and yeah um, so we added the ability to uh, put your uh, live stream link whether it's a zoom link with a password what things like that. So you could sell tickets for live streams. And since we launched that in April, and there have been over 1,300 virtual events um, added to that feature by Vans Eagle members and just under $200,000 in ticket sales.
0: Uh, well, from- let, let, let's talk about that a little bit more. So you've, you've got ticket sales for virtual events, but you don't yet have virtual live streaming as a feature on the platform do you
2: we don't um we definitely discussed it early on in the pandemic it's it's really a whole other business i mean it's It's a crowded space too it's a crowded space space and, space. and,
0: and 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 it's an expensive space because nobody realizes that bandwidth bandwidth to you and i might be free but to the company providing the service, that bandwidth is extremely expensive. Video
1: doesn't take up much bandwidth, does it, Michael? No,
0: not at all. (laughs) Not at all. And it's cheap, right?
1: Okay.
2: So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So we have a video headers feature. Like instead of a header image, you can put a a moving video header image on your website. I mean, the storage that that requires and bandwidth. Do you host that video? For those ones, we do. It's not
1: served up as rich media or something. Wow. So that that adds up, doesn't it?
2: Exactly. So we, you know, it was a brief conversation. It's like the, it's not core to what we do. Let's find some partners um, that we can work with, and um, you know, and at least give artists the ability to sell tickets to these live streams, whether they're doing on Zoom or CrowdCast or whatever. Yeah. Um, And then we just recently. A little bit more related to what your point, Michael. We just recently uh, added integrations with Twitch and Crowdcast. So awesome. instead of having to copy code and embed it, we actually have direct integrations. So they can you can just put your link, and it'll automatically pull in the video, the, the live stream video or pre-recorded video. So you can add that. To any page on your site, you can add it to the video feature, the tip jar feature, which I'll get to in a second, and yeah. a fan subscription. So if you're doing private uh, subscriber only live streams, it's just a little bit easier. It connects those platforms. You can do it with Vimeo, but Vimeo is really cost prohibitive for a DIY artist to do live stream. I think it's like a hundred bucks a month to do it. Crowdcast is much more affordable. Um, you can theoretically do it with YouTube and Facebook as well, whether that is allowable by those platforms is unclear to be perfectly honest so we don't encourage it but you technically could put that behind a, a, a paywall page uh, on your website but okay, we excellent. encourage artists to use Crowdcast, Twitch um, or Vimeo if they're paying yeah. that for the premium. Well you that. know, yeah.
0: um, fa- you know Facebook has launched their own fan subscription option and their own ticketing to live streams. How are you guys looking at that as competition?
2: um That's a good question. It, you know, it's. I think it comes for us. It comes down to we're not going to compete with Facebook. Let's be real. <laughs> um, right. You know, they're they're a huge, huge company. <laughs> and you know, it's if for artists, if that works, that's great. Um, and I think right now they're even waiving their percentage, which is you know that's great for artists. And obviously, a lot of your fans are on social media, to begin with. But I think where we're coming from, even with these inter integrations that we did with Twitch and Crowdcast is encouraging artists as much as possible to bring fans to your own website so you control the experience. There's no notifications going off. There's no a million links trying to take you somewhere else. It's a focused, dedicated page that you own and control. You collect the data, try to get those people sign up to your mailing list, have a mailing list sign up below the live stream, have your merch for sale, your music for sale, a tip jar, all in one place that's focused on you. So I think that's where we're try, distinguishing ourselves from, you know, there's a million streaming options right now. Right. Um, and a lot of them are very good. Um, but as as much as possible, we're encouraging artists, like bring those fans to the place that you own and control online and try to monetize, collect the data, try to monetize it further with some of these other tools. Um, so that's, yeah. that's kind of...
1: I think that's really smart, approach, Dave. You know, I, I think it makes... Perfect sense. I was on the platform recently and building a site, and I was looking through the different templates, and it's it's like a kid in a candy store. I mean, you could sit there all day and just test out different uh, templates for your site because uh, it just depends on you know what you want your look and feel to be. But the reason I bring it up is it got me thinking: who's doing it right? Who's doing it well? And it may vary by genre or mood it may vary by a group and solo artists but just off the top of your head not put you on the spot but are there certain artists that when people ask you about bandzoogle that you go man you got to check out what these guys have done (laughs) with with the platform
2: absolutely so we've been diving. Into um, our match the data uh, quite a bit lately uh, we're going to be releasing an infographic uh, imminently showing all the revenue generated by bands Eagle members since the pandemic began and all the different revenue streams. Um, and what so another feature we added, um, I believe it was in May early May was just um, A tip jar. Like a donation, commission-free. You can use yeah. credit card, PayPal, whatever. We're
1: using it. Um,
2: yeah, and so and we've added the video integrations to that now, because we can actually actually host the live stream in the Tip Jar feature itself. But um, initially, it was it was basically a Tip Jar with an image and some text, and we encourage musicians like add this to your website if you're doing live streams. You can put that link to drive your fans to that link to donate money. And since that, just about two hundred thousand dollars in tips has been generated. But what was really stood out is that the average tip is $42 and 12 cents.
0: Wow. Wow.
2: Which blew me away. I was like, that is, that's the average, that's the average. And I was looking through some of the data. I mean, you're seeing thousand dollar tips, $500 tips, you know, $10 through, you know, so if you give it, it was just a great lesson in if you give your fans the opportunity to support you, they will they will you know and it's clear as day seeing that data so getting back to your question jay there's a band called enter the haggis uh, and oh yeah 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 long time band zoogle member they were on the grammy um webinar as well the recording academy webinar and so they had recorded a new album they had a tour booked festivals the whole like many bands and everything shut down and so they're so creative. I mean, I could tell stories for an hour about what these guys have done direct to fan, but specifically to the pandemic, what they did was they have a huge discography of, of albums. And so they started to do these throwback Thursday listening parties. So every second Thursday, they went in chronological order of their album. So start with their oldest album. They would not only just play the app, listen to the album with their fans, they recorded interviews with the band because they're all in different cities, so they talked about the songs, the songwriting process, the studio experience for the songs, and so they had these online listening parties for each album every two weeks uh, with their fans, and they would drive their fans to their website, to the tip jar, and to the their store page where they had that album for sale, and they generated over $15,000 Wow! wow. For these Good listening for parties. Them. It's incredible. It's just like putting a link, like they obviously put a lot of effort into going above and beyond with the interviews and the insight into the albums, but you know, driving their fans saying like, cause they have newer fans and maybe fans that don't own those older albums. And so fans were going to that page, buying the albums, leaving a donation and they generated over 15 grand um, through those Good listening parties. So that it's really, really
1: impressive. You know, really I have an impressive. artist that <clears throat> um, played a couple hundred dates pre uh in the year pre-covid and they've been doing a lot of live streams and uh their uh, guitar player was telling me that they make more money on their live streams from the tip jar than they do from the tickets you know that it's just it's it's a way that especially during some of these live streams you're commenting you know, it's, it's a whole different experience, you know, like I might go, hey, Joe, you know, I'm here, you know, great song, sounds good, whatever. And then Joe will stop after a song and go, oh, Jay's in the live chat. Hey, thanks for joining us. And those kinds of things, they seem like small things, but man, uh, that, that shout out makes a big deal to these fans. It's pretty cool. Absolutely.
2: No, that's a great point. They're a they- lot more interactive and intimate feeling in that way yeah sorry michael
0: i was just gonna say it you know it seems to me one of the 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 biggest overall features of Banzoogle that for some people might kind of just go over their head because they're not realizing what it means is is commission free Mm -hmm. all of this stuff is commission free and i guess what i wanted to wanted to ask is you know, do you guys sit back and kind of roll your eyes when every once a month you hear Bandcamp going, oh, we're going commission-free on Friday? <laughs> and, you know, and listen, that's good. Thank you, Bandcamp, yeah, for doing that. So that Bandcamp. That is absolutely great. But it's like, look at we We, we raised this much money commission-free on Friday for all of our artists. And, you know, here's Bandzoogle, who's been doing commission-free every day. Every year,
2: yeah, uh, that's a great question. And you know, we're we're the only website platform that has an integration with Bandcamp because they are, you know, they're complementary. We find them to be complementary. I mean, Bandcamp it's a different business model, and they're so focused on music discovery through their blog and like they do such a great job at bringing attention to new music and new artists and things like that. So it's it's a very different uh, model than us. But yeah, absolutely. When we started to see the, that, we're like. You know, not in a negative way. We're just like, well, every day is Bandcamp Day at <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> Exactly. Every, every day the artist can earn all of the revenue. And and I think, you know, as an artist, you've got to stop and think. You know, take a moment and go, well, how much am I paying iTunes? How much is Amazon getting? How much is Bandcamp getting? How much? Everybody. and, and Taking a bite. Again everybody's taking a little bite and and there's nothing wrong with that because you have to at some way some way or another you have to pay for the service you're using absolutely because if you don't if you're not paying that company is going to go out of business that's what it comes down to exactly
2: so banzoogle is a subscription it's a premium you know subscription (laughs) so it's 20 bucks a month or 200 bucks a year for the pro plan um but no commission so that's all you're ever going to pay and you can Sell as much as you want through the platform. We have artists that are, and and record label accounts that are making tens, you know, tens of thousands of dollars a year, six figures a year through, directly through their website, which is great. You know, Bandcamp is free to use. And so then they take a percentage, which is, you know, totally fair. But I I, love the question. Yeah,
0: it's the other side of the model. It's like you're either going to use it for free and then then give them a commission or you're going to pay a subscription. Oh, I don't. Michael, think so. if you can hear
1: us, we can't hear you. Oh, there. You're. Are you back?
0: I'm back. Are can you? Yeah. Hear me? You froze up.
1: Yeah, you froze okay. up right when you were starting to ask that question.
0: I was just going to say, you, you know, it, it's. You're either going to be paying, um, if you're using the service for free, you're going to pay a subscription. If you're, not going to pay a commission, you're going to pay a subscription fee. To use yeah. the service, one way or another, I would always caution anybody: if you're going to sign up for a service, and there is no commission and no subscription free fee, and it's 100% free to you, be very weary of that. You might be the product. You well, yeah, you,
2: you just described social media's model.
0: Well, that's exactly. social media's <laughs> model, that's right. but 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 the problem is, especially when it's a smaller startup company, yeah, where's the money coming from? They might be able to offer this right now because they've got some VC funding that's going to keep them alive for the next 12 months.
2: Oh, man. We've all seen that. And then yeah, the company disappears
0: yeah. because the doors close because as we talked about, boy, bandwidth is expensive. Drive space yeah. can be expensive. And you know yeah, we, we've, we've got all these bands selling their music and we're giving them all the money how does the company survive it's, it's
1: easy they, it's somebody else's money you know what i mean well, that's that's the thing well, and well, well, t- they change if, their prices yeah
0: yeah you were
1: just talking about you know commission free can you run down the areas that folks on bandzoogle can create revenue and mm-hmm. it's offered commission free yep so
2: the basic one is digital music and people ask like our oh, people like because the talk, as you guys are very much aware in the industry is, you know, 85 percent of music industry revenue is from streaming. streaming. Sure. In the major label world, I get it. But in the direct to fan world, it's different. And people are fans are still buying albums. Now, I don't know if they're downloading those tracks and actually actively listening to them or they're just doing it to support the band. Regardless, it doesn't, um, matter. It doesn't matter. So. Um, since mid March, um, th- over thirty three thousand digital albums and just under forty thousand single tracks, uh, singles um, have been sold through Bandzoogle commission free for about five hundred thousand dollars in revenue. So that's not nothing in mm-hmm. you know since mid March. And so starting with digital music, uh, physical products like CDs, vinyl, uh, T shirts, hats, pins, whatever you want, uh, digital products. So you can sell video, sheet music lyric books, whatever, anything, any digital file. Um, fan subscriptions, so that monthly recurring um, subscription payment. Like sort of
1: a Patreon kind of model?
2: Kind of like that, yeah, exactly. So you can build it into your own website, you can gate certain pages, make them subscriber only. There's a few different ways to set it up through through Banzoogle, but all that monthly revenue is commission-free. Uh, live Livestream uh, live ticket sales, uh, ticket sales, the donation feature, and um what's the last one so crowdfunding so you can actually set up a pre-order crowdfunding pre-order and and all that revenue uh goes direct and commission free and you know that's one thing getting back to to bandcamp for a second like you know when talking about releasing music i do love bandcamp because they do take a commission which is fair because it's a free service and they do again so much on the music discovery side of things to help the artist, but um, you get the data, you get the emails, super important. Mm -hmm. Um, They report the sound scan. So those are things that Banzo does as well. So you get the email, we report the sound scan, you know, but the revenue model is a bit different, but those, I tell artists, like, as long as you're getting the data, you're getting the, like, as long as they're your customers and not someone else's customers, then you're more in
0: control of that relationship yeah. with your fans. And yeah. That's super important. Makes so sorry, sense.
2: long-winded, but Jay, those are all <laughs> the the revenue streams. Um, and and and,
0: and and Dave, when it comes to selling digital music, is it just an MP3 or like Bandcamp? Can you sell a WAV file? Can you sell you know FLAC? Can you sell yeah. other formats as well?
2: Uh, the three, so the three sort of primary ones: MP3, FLAC, and WAV are supported in our
0: music players. and yeah. and, and what about what about streaming, you know, letting, letting the, the musicians, the artists upload their music to their website, but stream it, have their own little streaming platform.
2: So that's a, that's a great point. And what we're seeing, especially, so we launched the built in fan subscriptions about a year and a bit ago. So like summer 2019, and there was some interest and some members started using it right away. But since the pandemic hit, we've seen, I had I gave Spike. another webinar on it. I've just spoken to yeah, several webinars on that subject because there's been a renewed interest in that recurring revenue, obviously. That's purely online. And what we're finding is that a lot of our members are building out their own private streaming services, I say mm-hmm. in quotations. So they're, it's, they keep it simple, which I also like, because you can get lost in the weeds of multiple tiers and rewards and you've got to manage everything. But I love seeing the band that just... You know, it's five bucks a month. You have access to stream all the music I've ever created. It's all here on this page. That's for subscribers only. And you get all the new music I'm ever gonna create early access or unreleased or exclusive or whatever you can add on other perks. But so we're finding more and more artists are doing that. It's just like, hey, It's five bucks a month. You can support my career and you have access to all my music. And a lot of them offer it for download as well, but they can set it to just stream only on all their albums. So yeah, it's a great point. And we're seeing bands do that definitely through the subscriptions feature.
0: Yeah. I mean, especially as, as you know, there's more and more talk about, well, you know, the 10 bucks a month you're paying to Spotify probably isn't going to the artist you're actually listening to. That's not the way Spotify is, or any, any service is set up. That's not the way it works. So if all of a sudden as a fan I can go, well, yeah, you've got a great catalog and I can access it and give you $5 a month, now I know I'm actually paying my favorite artist. Absolutely,
2: yeah. And, you know, it's all about giving – again giving your fans the opportunity to support you and that could be look some fans are only going to stream on spotify and that's cool hopefully they add you to a playlist and stream your song you know thousands of times that's great but some artists if you listen to you know, a lot of the news, it's like, it's all about streaming. It's all about streaming. Like why bother doing anything else? But if you have your music for sale, if you make your music pay what you want through your website, if you offer merch for sale, if you offer fan subscriptions, if you have a donation button, all of a sudden there's all these different ways that, and you have different levels of fans. Some of them are going to leave a thousand dollar donation and not want anything in return. Some of them might subscribe to you for five bucks a month. Others might buy your album and give you more than what you are asking for because that's it's right. really what you want you know so yeah. it's it's just important to have all of these different ways that artists uh, that fans can support your career in place and i think <laughs> if anything's yeah. coming out of this pandemic on the positive side for a lot of artists is that they've they've you know unfortunately for unfortunate reasons they've had a lot of time on their hands and so they're taking i'm talking to more and more artists that are taking care of their online business now so that when they can get back on the road later um, hopefully soon, then this will be set up, and then all of a sudden they 've got a couple of new revenue streams to add to the mix
1: when this is yeah. all over which is, which is great yeah i 'm finding that so true that these fans and, and i 'm one of them we want to support these artists in those ways. And um, you and your team helped me set up a a website uh, for uh, the licorice quartet. And we're offering experiences. Like you can co write a song with the guys. You can, you know, in a non COVID world, you can go record shopping with the guys and all of those things that you see on, you know, cameo.com and some of these things. And I'm blown away at the, not only the revenue, but just, the fan interaction and the communication that goes back and forth um, on all of that has just been phenomenal. Because yeah, they've been around in other bands and they've got their their base, but it's not about quantity. It's really more about quality of those fans that they tip. They you know they want that interaction, and it it has been really eye opening uh, to see that happen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: Dave, um, is it accurate if I say that you can use these features even if you've got your primary website hosted somewhere else?
2: You actually can. Yeah, we're, we're actually seeing that a little bit more often because some bands build their website on another platform. It's okay. We forgive them. Um, <laughs> and if they want to just use commerce factor, e- e-commerce features, that's fine.
0: I mean, you're going to pay you still, the same. You still have to pay the subscription.
2: You have to pay the subscription, the, the 20 bucks a month. And if you want to pay that to have access to the e-commerce of fan subscriptions, all the direct to sales tools, that's fine. And you can just link out to that page from your, your website and have, you know, the, the subdomain point into yeah. that page. And that's totally fine. And you know, if you don't want to use all the web building tools, you know, they're included for, if you want, but if you you don't have to use them by any means, you can set up a a single page store page that has all these things a donation button, merch, music, fan subscriptions, you can build that out and then just link to it from your, your own website. That's, you know, that's no problem. And then maybe when the time comes, when you're ready for a redesign, you use the web building tools, but it's, you know, we're seeing more bands do that because actually we're setting up a, I can't say who, what band, but they're setting up a a massive pre-order just with a single, Page on Van It's not their main website. It's going to be their store page, and they're doing a big autograph CD pre-order. Nice, a big kind of YouTube star. Like it's a world I don't know a ton about, but when I saw the numbers, I was like, "Wow, okay." And they're just they paid twenty bucks, you know, or two hundred dollars for the year. They're going to do a bunch of these types of things over the next year, and they're just using it for a store page that has a pre-order. thing in a contact form, and that's it. And
1: well, you, you were just talking about something that is near and dear to my heart, and that is data. So talk a little bit about if, if you're a subscriber to Banzoogle, you've created your website, what kind of data can you access? So there's
2: two ways to go about it. You can connect um, your account directly with Google Analytics if you mm-hmm. want. Um, and that pulls in from there. And then of course you go, you can go directly to your Google analytics account to get, you know, go even deeper. But, um, we also have our own built in, um, web analytics for that stuff. So, you know, the usual things of how many visits, you know, per day, per month, per year, all that fun stuff, where they're coming from, the most visited pages, how, what links brought them there, all that kind of stuff. But then we layer on, um, your music sales, your merch sales, your your email subscribers, your mailing list subscribers, and you can actually see on like a heat map, like the geographic areas where you're getting a lot of plays on, the, if you're using our music players, where they're being played, where they're being downloaded, you can actually see if your songs are being skipped at a certain point, <laughs> and that might give you some insight into mm-hmm. something. Yeah, that's time. important. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, but it's really interesting. It's You know, this is... More for when, um, for bands who are going to be touring in a post-COVID world, you can really dive into that heat map data and go, "Oh, I have a cluster of fans that have been listening and downloading my tracks or signing up to my mailing list from Montreal. I should probably try to book a show out there." Or you can maybe target some of your promo or ads um, on various platforms to people in that geographic location. So, so yeah, we kind of. You have the basic web stats and then layered on top of that is all the, the stats. If you're using Banzoogle's built-in um, music and store and any mail-list features, you can layer all that on and uh, get a pretty interesting picture of where your fans are and um, the, the volume.
0: Can you Are you in a position that you can tease us a little bit on what's coming down the road on the on the roadmap for Banzoogle over the next 6 to 12 months? <laughs> Music is
1: weekly exclusive right here. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: um, I can be vague. Um, sure.
1: <laughs>
2: there's a lot. There's a lot that we had hoped to have gotten done now, but it, because of the pandemic, we we pushed it to launch those other features that I talked about earlier. But I'd say the biggest focus at the company right now. And this goes back to the very beginning of our conversation. Is that direct to fan commerce? um discussion and so we're in in progress of in in the middle of revamping e-commerce across the platform and making it more intuitive adding some more bells and whistles some more functionality so i'd say between now and the new year uh you guys will see in the back end um a lot of changes we'll announce some things right now most of the changes are taking place in the back end and we're going to try to make it because what we hear from people is like oh i didn't know vansico could do that oh you guys also do that so <laughs> <laughs> we're going to try to make it like really obvious and have like make it much more intuitive so when you log in you're like oh if i'm a record label managing multiple sites for art it's like oh i can i can sell all these things i can do all these things through this control panel um so e-commerce is the big focus right now um we're before that, I'd say we're probably going to launch uh, print-on-demand integration. So um, we Very don't do cool. fulfillment for merch orders. It's you know commission-free, of course. So you know you have to print the things yourselves and ship them yourselves. Um, and so one of the biggest requests we've been getting in the last couple of years is to have a print-on-demand integration. So for artists that don't want to print up inventory, like print t-shirts and yeah. have a bunch of inventory, have especially now during a pandemic, uh, you know, going to the post office and things like that. So we should be launching something in the next probably six to eight weeks, uh, an integration with, uh, with a print-on-demand service yeah. that'll in- integrate intuitively into all the other commerce features. So you can buy a CD, you can buy a digital track and then a t-shirt that gets fulfilled and printed and fulfilled by um this integration partner so that's that's uh sooner coming up sooner than than the other stuff but it's all e-commerce uh direct fan uh focused i'd say for the next
1: uh you know what i'd like to see dave sorry michael what i'd like to see is uh, kind of a greatest hits like uh occasional emails that say here here are a few artists that are doing some creative things on on Banzoogle because I, I love looking at what other people do and I like looking at your templates because that you know gets the creative juices flowing yeah we uh <laughs> we were just having
2: that conversation with our uh publicists we're working with and uh that's when so we're we're bringing enter the haggis into the fold of like trying to tell their story of what they did the, and we need, uh, you're absolutely right yeah you're absolutely ambassadors right. we, yeah we're you gonna we need to do more of that
0: Dave, the last time you were on, I think we I had asked you, you know, what about Banzoogle becoming a digital distributor as well? I mean, it just seems like a natural product add-on if you're doing all this other stuff. Well, why not also distribute your music through us or through a partner that you've worked with, associated with? Is yeah. that... Is that moving anywhere? Has there been any discussion on that? Can you
2: talk about it? Now I can. So it must have been just about, well, a year ago, August, I guess, it would have been that we had that conversation because we were right in the middle of negotiations and I couldn't uh, reveal anything publicly to you guys at the time. But later on that month um, at CD Baby's DIY conference, I flew down to Austin to... um, to help with, well, not to help, just to be there for the announcement that uh, Banzoogle was uh, taking over uh, their website platform, Host Baby. So all of the Host Baby accounts were migrated to Banzoogle between August and February uh, last year and earlier this year. And as part of that partnership with CD Baby, um, now we do like t baby distribution is included with fans accounts and so um you know it's something that for years we discussed and it was a popular request and it goes back to um and it, it for a lot of reasons it would make sense but internally we just you know it's it's a different business and it's a different Different partnerships, different relationships. And you know, CD Baby, we were talking before, like how many music tech companies have been around for 17 or more years.
0: Right. Not many. One of them.
2: them. Yeah. And they have a great reputation. I've known them. I mean, I used to buy CDs from CD Baby twenty-two years ago. And, you know, get them mailed every month and, Mm -hmm. you know, love the experience. And Derek Sivers, the founder, was in a documentary film I made like 15 years ago. So I've always, always really admired the company, and when I joined Banzoogle, it was funny, I used to be like a CD Baby evangelist and Banzoogle evangelist, because I was in Montreal and I knew Banzoogle and I would use them long before I ever worked for the company. And when I joined the team at Banzoogle, well, we couldn't work with CD Baby because they had a competitive website platform right. and Host Baby, and so I knew those, those guys over there, like their blog, Chris Robley and, and Kevin Bruner, like the whole team over there is fantastic. And for years, we'd be like, oh, God, it'd be nice to work together one day. And so when we spoke, Michael, about a year ago, August, we were just finalizing that, that partnership. And um, so now Host Baby accounts are, have migrated to Banzoogle, and we're offering CD Baby distribution as part of, uh, of Banzoogle now. So it, it's, you know, our members get to use the best-in-class distribution service. Um, and we focus on our best in class website and direct to fan commerce services. CD Baby also shut down their direct to fan store, I don't know if you guys saw that um, earlier this year. So, they were looking to get out of that side of the business because it wasn't core to what they do. They wanted obviously distribution and licensing is what they're focusing on. And we, our core is websites and direct to fan, (laughs) and so it just you know, it made so much sense and it's been...
1: Do what you do well.
2: Do what you do well. And so now we're working, uh, the two companies are working very closely together and um, there'll be a lot more stuff we're going to do together um, over the upcoming years, hopefully for many years. But, uh, you know, it's been great working with them and, and it gives... So much more, so much value to our members and their members. Now they can tell their members like, "Hey, you should use Bansu Gold, <laughs> Um, which is great. So it's uh, so yeah. So a year later, uh, that's that's where that all led to, which uh, was really exciting. But I couldn't, uh, I couldn't say anything. Uh, right
1: top secret time, yes. yeah, i get it well let me look you and i could well, all three of us could talk all day long for those who haven't really explored Banzoogle yet where where can they go where where should they go
2: i'm um, just banzogle.com i mean you can see examples you can check out you know there's tons of information on the, on the features there you, you can go to our blog i mean i love your I'm blog su- super proud of our blog yeah at the company, uh, you know, nine years ago, was to be a part time blogger. And uh, I still oversee, um, I'm not a, as hands on day to day, but I still oversee um, all the content go, that goes up there. And it, it's, It's
1: really great stuff. I drop it into your morning coffee every week. There's always insightful tutorials and it's just one of the best blogs out there. So kudos. Appreciate it. Yeah.
2: And speaking of CD Baby, like DIY Musician to me was always kind of like the gold standard of musician advice blogs. And now we're working more closely with them doing guest articles. And I finally got an author byline on CD Baby's DIY Musician blog (laughs) uh, last year. And I was like, it's like career deal. highlight. I finally, you made I, it. Finally, I made it. I was finally able to do that, but, um, yeah, check out the blog and you know, there's live chat available seven days a week on com. Even if you're not a member, you can click the live chat button and it's, I've
1: used it many times and they're, oh, yeah. they're so good. Yeah. They're our best feature to be honest is
2: our support yeah. team everywhere. I, when I was traveling, um, that's the first thing that our members would say is that your support team is amazing. And most of them, chances are, you're going to get a musician. Like most of them are musicians themselves. And, you know, I remember not last summer, the summer before, I think half our support team was out touring, supporting their various albums. Like <laughs> wow. but they can work. We all work remotely. Right. So they could work sure, during why the day, not? gig at night. Before and,
1: sound check. you know, they can answer some questions. I get
2: exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. So I'd say that. And, um, yeah, just uh, check out the website, talk to our support team, and they'll be able to answer you know, any right. questions people
1: have. Great. Well, uh, thank you so much, Dave. Uh, really great stuff. Love seeing the success, uh, continued success. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank, thanks great for, for joining to us, here. Dave. See Take you, care. Take
0: care. Discmakers.com. Use code FREEBIZ for ground shipping on CD orders. Of 100 units or more, $150 value. Always fun catching up with Dave and, and Banzoogle. So yeah. many cool features. Uh, you know, it's just, it's always fun to see what their next feature set is and, and exactly. what they're doing because it's all about DIY. They've really, they've really taken over that DIY space.
1: Yeah. And you hit it right on the head. They're, they're not sitting still. They're not just resting on their laurels. Every time we talk to these guys, there's a new innovation. There's a new thing. And I can't stress enough that commission-free thing because yes. there's some serious revenue being generated through these websites on a lot of different ways, and they're not taking a bite out of that. It's a very small monthly subscription, very small. So that's that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. So... um. Yeah. We just can't stress enough. Go check out Bandzoogle. If you're you're looking for a website platform, check out Bandzoogle. Even if you've got a website somewhere else, as we talked about, you could still utilize their ability to sell music commission-free, to do fan subscriptions, to do all of that stuff. You could still do it even if you've got your website on WordPress or Squarespace or Wix or anywhere else that's right um all right so just real quick before we wrap up quick shout out to everybody over at hypebot.com and bands Thanks in town Bruce. thank you for your weekly support and staying behind the music biz weekly podcast here and of course our sponsors band zoogle um and discmakers.com thank you so much for continuing to support the music biz weekly podcast That's it. We are out of here. We'll see everybody next week.